Hello, Royals, and welcome back to This Day in History. I'm your host, Therese Shemkes. Since my episode last Tuesday was a bit dark and depressing, we're going to be talking about something a little bit more lighthearted today. I say a little bit because this incident has an amusing beginning, although the ending is definitely on the dark side. With that introduction, on this day, in 1534, the English Parliament passed the first Act of Supremacy, which declared Henry VIII and his descendants to be heads of the Church of England. The act stated that the king was, quote, the only supreme head on earth of the Church of England, unquote, and that because of this he should enjoy all the, quote, honors, dignities, preeminences, jurisdictions, privileges, authorities, immunities, profits, and commodities to the said dignity, unquote. On the surface, this would seem like any power grab that has ever been made by any monarch ever. But if you go a little deeper into the context of the Act of Supremacy, you'll find that it was a power grab made for a very specific purpose. To put it bluntly, the Act of Supremacy came about because Henry VIII wanted to divorce his wife, Catherine of Aragon, and Pope Clement II refused to annul their marriage. To circumvent the uncooperative Pope, Henry went ahead and had himself declared head of the Church of England, which allowed him to, among other things, divorce Catherine. But wait, the story gets even wilder. Henry's reason for wanting to divorce Catherine was she kept giving birth to daughters, and Henry desperately wanted a son so that his royal line would continue. With our modern scientific knowledge, we know that the sex of their children was entirely the fault of Henry, but Henry laid the blame squarely on Catherine and determined that the solution would be to divorce Catherine and marry another woman. The woman whom Henry married after divorcing Catherine, Anne Boleyn, was not just any woman, but she was a lady-in-waiting to Catherine whom Henry had been pursuing for years. To summarize the situation so far, Henry VIII declared himself head of the Church of England to circumvent the Pope, which allowed him to divorce his wife Catherine, which then allowed him to marry her lady-in-waiting, Anne Boleyn. Don't worry, the story gets better. In 1521, Henry VIII had been named a Fide Defensor, or Defender of the Faith, by Pope Leo X for a pamphlet he had written accusing Martin Luther of heresy. This little bit of background knowledge makes Henry's own future heresy all the more hilarious and ironic. So, former Defender of the Faith, Henry VIII, declared himself head of the Church of England to circumvent the Pope, to divorce Catherine, to marry Anne, only to divorce her and have her beheaded a few years later when she also did not produce male offspring. After Anne, Henry married Jane Seymour, who actually gave birth to a son before she died a year to enter their marriage. After Jane Seymour, Henry married Anne of Cleves, whom he divorced less than a year after a wedding. And after Anne, Henry married another Catherine, Catherine Howard, whom he also divorced and had beheaded in the first years of their marriage. Henry's final wife, yet another Catherine, Catherine Parr, was fortunate enough to survive the king since he died four years into their marriage. If you have a difficult time keeping Henry VIII's six wives straight, there is a handy rhyme to remember them all. Divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. While Henry VIII was clearly somewhat of a monster, I think you still have to appreciate the irony of his behavior, starting with the act of supremacy. As I said before, a former defender of the faith declared himself head of the Church of England to circumvent the Pope, to divorce Catherine, to marry Anne, only to divorce her and have her beheaded. And as we saw, it didn't even stop there. I guess the moral of this story is don't behave like an inconsistent monster unless you want to be called a monster and then be laughed at for being so ridiculously inconsistent. With that somewhat happier ending, have a good day, Royals, and I'll see you next Tuesday.